Digital. Student-centred. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Tara Draper and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hi everyone, welcome to today's uh, episode. Today I'm talking to Dr Monique Mann, who is an academic and researcher in criminology at Deakin University. And Monique is talking to us about how she designed her unit to include a digital surveillance immersive learning experience for her students. So welcome, Monique, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Tara. Thank you for having me. So can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the unit that you're teaching? So my passion and my research is in relation to surveillance studies and specifically the social justice and human rights impacts of new technologies and what we can actually do, if anything, to better govern and regulate them to protect human rights and enhance social justice. And I have a really strong nexus between my research agenda, the advocacy work I do, and also my teaching. So in terms of my teaching, uh, I've designed and chair the undergraduate unit ACR 304, Crime Surveillance and Society, and it's uh, been undergoing a constant process of redesign. And so from next year, it will be called uh, Surveillance and Social Justice. So it's a flipped unit. Uh, it unfolds across five modules. Um, so each fortnight, we have a three-hour seminar or lectorials, as I as I call them. Um, and those the 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 modules are essentially introduction to surveillance, historical approaches and theories. So the conceptual framework of the field in relation to surveillance studies. We then look at a range of different spheres of surveillance in society. So that may maybe, for example, surveillance in the workplace, surveillance in domestic contexts, surveillance in education contexts. We then dive into marginalising surveillance and issues of social justice, so things such as uh, surveillance of welfare recipients, uh, First Nations people, um, and then we move on to consider some of the legal framework in relation to human rights and democracy. And then finally, we wrap up the unit looking at resisting surveillance. So what can we do to resist some of the things that we've, we've explored throughout the unit? So there's about 500 students in the unit um, across all campuses, Warm Ponds, uh, Burwood and Cloud, and I teach face-to-face -face, uh, at the Warm Ponds campus where we have about 100 students enrolled and I also take the, the Cloud uh, seminars uh, as well and then I have a, a large teaching team, typically about 10 sessionals um, and markers into the unit. So it's a third-year unit, our uh, third-level unit in the Bachelor of Criminology, and it's also an open elective. So we have students from a whole range of different faculties and disciplines. So, so for example, law, business, psychology, IT, cybersecurity, media and communications, which I love, and this very much reflects the interdisciplinary nature of the field of surveillance studies. That's a great like just such a complex setup and wonderful that you've got all those students coming in from the different disciplines it's a really interesting and topical area I'm, I'm, I'm yeah from what I'm hearing in the media and everything as well so it sounds very cool so talking about the immersive experience itself uh, what drew you to actually creating that experience for your students and what were you hoping to achieve 
So the opportunity really presented itself to me. I was approached by my former head of school, uh, Professor Matthew Clark, and this also coincided with the development um, and the launch of the Nile facility uh, and also the, re- the major course review of the Bachelor of Criminology. And as part of that major course review, which is has been kind of an ongoing process, uh, we, we were consolidating all of our undergraduate surveillance units. We had two and we've been consolidating them into the one that I, I've redesigned and chair. Um, and as part of that process, undertook the complete unit redesign in terms of um, the unit learning outcomes, assessment and the content and the revised module structure. And so that was really the perfect time, I think, to align both the opportunity within the Nile facility uh, and developing this immersive uh, digital surveillance experience um, with with the new unit structure and content. So I worked on them both in tandem. And so the immersive digital experience relates specifically to the key concepts or the threshold concepts that we explore in the unit and presents them in an applied and real world way. And so in enhancing our learner understanding of those um, key concepts and being able for learners to be able to apply them in their everyday lives and see how they apply uh, was, um, you know, really the the main objective and to do it in a really engaging way, making use of um, the fantastic resource that we have now uh, at Warm Ponds campus in terms of the Nile facility. Uh, I will say, however, though, we worked on this um 2021 I wasn't able to actually have students on campus given the two years of lockdowns it was only uh in T1 2022 that I was actually able to show it to students in the facility just because of the practicalities of uh, what happened in Victoria at that time beautiful so the tell us a little bit more about um what's actually involved in the immersive learning uh, activity from the learner's perspective Um, and a little bit more about Nile for our listeners that aren't familiar with the facility. So it's a 360 immersive facility where you can show um, films uh, that you can stand in the centre of this room and it's all around you. So it really transports you in, in, in many ways to actually being there uh, and you, ha- you have this kind of experience that you're there um, and um, working with uh, documentary filmmakers at, at Deakin, Aubrey Comden, and also with um, a production company, Jumpgate, we were able to design um, a, a film, a short film, to show uh, in that that related specifically to the modules of the unit uh, and uh, Aubrey went out and he filmed, for example, in Mallop Street. So the setting was very f- familiar to students here in Geelong, uh, in the CBD of Geelong. And then we were able to overlay um uh, you know, for example, facial recognition technology happening and, um, you know, the collection of data, the integration of different data sources that really kind of relates to what happens uh, when information is collected in public and, and what does that mean and how does that connect to other key concepts, you know, such as the panopticon and uh, such as things like the surveillance assemblage, which is really the conceptual frameworks that we deal with uh, in the unit and more broadly within the field. 
So what I did in terms of showing students this film, and if anyone's interested in watching the film, it is on Deakin Air, or if you are at Warm Ponds, I'm more than happy to take you into the facility and, and show, show it to you uh, in person as well. But we watched the, the short film uh, in week one at the very start uh, of the unit to kind of provide an interview uh, and an overview and introduction. And then I also show it to them at the very end, uh, at the conclusion. Um, and in doing that, I'm really hoping to make the learning visible to students. So they, they have that kind of pre and post um, understanding of what this is what we were going to talk about and this is now what we have throughout the context of the unit. And can you see how much you've learned as we've actually delved into each of the modules across the trimester structure? So we I showed them the video in the space and then next to the immersive 360 cinema, there's a deliberation room. And so I take the students into the deliberation room and I've also prepared um, some associated teaching materials to complement or that speak to the film. Uh, and then we unpack the experience aligned with the, each of the key concepts from the, each module as it's shown in the film. And I present students with discussion questions that encourage them to identify and apply those con concepts in their life um, following seeing that film. So for example, some of the discussion questions that I use, you know, can you identify panoptic institutions in your everyday life? How does the possibility of surveillance influence your behavior? Are you aware of being watched? What's your social credit score? Are you a risky person? What digital traces are out there about you? What does this information reveal about you? What is your data double? These types of concepts. What inferences or predictions can be made about you? Do you think those types of predictions would be accurate? So it's really getting students to think through what they've seen in that immersive experience, connecting it very closely to each of not only like the overarching unit, learn, unit learning outcomes, but each module has its own learning outcomes that speak directly to these concepts and getting them to apply it in their everyday life and think through how these practices of surveillance influence them because they do, they influence all of us. This is the, the reality and get them to think critically about it. Nice. The thing that stands out for me about the Nile Institute is that shared immersive experience as well. So, um, you know, it's that step up from, from what we know as immersive learning in VR space in that they're all standing together and they can point things out and talk about them. And then you've also set up that great discussion where they can come in and build from that as well. So that's that's brilliant. So how have your students actually responded to the experience so far? On the whole, really positively, and I've—I um, should also mention—it's really important to um, not only rely on evaluate data when you when you're trying to kind of measure impacts of these types of teaching innovations. So, I also conducted my own surveys um, after the students had seen the experience in and and gone through that deliberation session both in week one and then at the end of trimester. Uh, but in terms of um, the comments that are coming back through from evaluate and student. Um, evaluation of teaching. Uh, they're saying things such as, and I'm quoting here, the immersive approach in the Nile facility was a really nice introduction and send off to both help kick things off and end things. The immersive experience was unique and I really enjoyed it. It was a great visual way to understand core concepts. I liked how there were real world examples of how each concept is applied. Watching it at the end really clarified or reiterated what the modules had taught. Super cool, really interesting video that 
that enables you to think critically about the very beginning of surveillance to the end of how it can be resisted, if it can actually be resisted at all. Um, so really positive in terms of those qualitative comments. Uh, in terms of some of the evaluation uh, that I conducted myself at the start of the unit, 80% um, of students that responded either agreed or strongly agreed that the digital surveillance learning experience improved their understanding of the core unit concepts. Uh, similarly, around 80% or 78% responded um, to the survey item um, either agreed or strongly agreed that they have an enhanced real world and applied understanding of the unit concepts after watching the surveillance immersive uh, learning experience. And uh, almost 90%, 88% of students um, either agreed or strongly agreed that the digital surveillance learning experience enhanced the over, uh, overall learning experience. And I did the same survey again at the conclusion of the trimester and similarly, the results were the same um, with students, you know, really endorsing that uh, this experience helped improve their understanding of the core unit concepts, enhance their overall learning experience. So really positively. Wonderful. So I know there is a limitation, Nile being uh, what it is, um, a, a fixed building based at Orm Ponds. I know that um, you've been challenged by the students that are located at Burwood or online and, and can't come to Geelong. So how have you been managing uh, their experience to try and give them something that's close? Mm, this is a really tricky one and we're, I think, limited by um, just the reality of the situation and that the facility is in warm ponds. There's not an equivalent facility at Burwood. Uh, and also we obviously have a lot of cloud-based cloud, cloud -based students as well. So I'm really mindful of these issues of um, inequality in terms of the, the learning experience we're providing to different cohorts uh, of students. So you can watch the uh, digital learning experience on Deakin Air, but it's not really the same as being in the facility, the 360 immersive facility, and being able to have that shared experience, as you mentioned, with other learners, other students, and those deliberation um, sessions as well. Uh, in terms of kind of thinking moving forward, there is the possibility that we send cloud or Burwood-based students cardboard cutouts that you can connect to your phone um, that kind of create a sort of um, augmented reality, virtual reality experience. Um, and this is something I think more broadly when we're, when we're designing and using um, these immersive experiences within the Nile facility, we, we really have to address uh, that the challenges that, that it is at Warm Ponds. So I think there's a bit more work to be done here. I'm certainly um, happy to share sort of these types of ideas that I have, uh, but that's something that I, that will be will need to be addressed, I think, moving forward. Beautiful. So I've actually, I have watched the, the video um, without my cardboard cutout. Uh, and I've got to say, it is still a, a great experience. Um, I don't don't undersell it. I think it is a really useful experience for the students who can't join it at Nile, but obviously being immersed in it is, is a, an even better experience. So looking forward to hearing uh, what your students think of, of the cardboard cutout VR um, goggles as well, because I, I, I think that's really cool. <laughs> so overall, um, just sort of summing up, what what have, have you learned and, and what would you change or tell others from this experience? I really loved working with the team. Uh, Aubrey's fantastic uh, and also the production company and just being in dialogue with them throughout the process. So I think that that team experience and, and 
particularly being the, one of the first, if not the first at Deakin to have designed um, uh, an immersive learning experience for students, they were great. That was amazing. And so I would really encourage anyone interested in, in doing this to reach out to Aubrey and chat to him. Um, and I think really just having an understanding or thinking about why you're doing it and what you want to achieve and how that also fits within um, scholarship in terms of the pedagogical literature as well. I think I would also advise people to conduct their own independent evaluations um, and not only rely on SETs uh, so that you can demonstrate the impact um, in terms of your learners and continually refine your approach um, which I think we should all be doing all the time in terms of our teaching practice. I think what's worked for me is closely connecting the immersive experience to those core concepts uh, that relate and speak directly to the unit content, the unit learning outcomes, and then also refle are reflected in the assessment as well. So you have that real clear constructive alignment and also commuting, communicating that explicitly to students so they know the purpose of what, what's going on and, and what you're hoping to achieve as well. And I was very open to students about, you know, the whole point of me doing this is to show you these concepts, how they apply in the real world and how that relates to the unit learning outcomes and the module learning outcomes and the assessment. So it's very clearly communicated to them and I think the students really appreciated that and they were able to understand what the point of it was. Uh, overall, I would just suggest um, if you do have the opportunity to, to work with Aubrey and the team and use the Nile facility, be creative and have fun. Um, have, you know, demonstrate your passion for the area in which you're teaching and working uh, and, and have fun because I think more than anything, that's what's conveyed to students. And, and um, it's yeah, a fantastic opportunity to be able to, to produce something like this. Thank you so much, Monique. This has been a wonderful conversation and I, I think what you're doing is, is just brilliant. Um, so, yes, like Monique said, uh, we do encourage you to reach out to Aubrey and the team and the links to for their contacts will be put into the blog as well. So thanks again, Monique, and have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Tara. I also just wanted to say if any academics um, want to speak to me about the experience and uh, unpack some of this a bit further, I'm more than happy for them to, to reach out to me and, and we can go through it. And I'm, if you're at Warm Ponds, I'm more than happy to show you the, the film in the space. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Monique, and I will be taking you up on that. Awesome. <laughs> thanks very much.